Hello there, Bookish fam, and welcome to our very first episode of the Bookish with Taylor podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Taylor, educator, avid reader, and I'm going to be your guide through this bookish world. In today's episode, we are just going to get into what exactly is this podcast, what's my vision behind it, and just kind of get to know me a little bit as an educator and a reader um, and just personally. So whether you're a student, a teacher, book lover, there is something here for everyone. But before we dive into that, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and connect with us on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, wherever you are tuning in. Your thoughts and feedback make this bookish family even more special. Now, Let's turn the page and explore the wonders that await in today's episode of the Bookish with Taylor podcast. so excited that you chose to tune in for my very first Bookish with Taylor episode. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm here talking with you today. So I just wanted to start out and give a little bit about me. Um, As far as my educational journey, I have been in education for nine years now, which seems absolutely crazy to me. Some days I feel like I'm just getting started and I have so much to learn. And other days I just feel like I've been doing this so long, but I absolutely love my job. I love education and just being around students. Um, I actually started teaching in Tennessee. I taught pre-K for two years and then I transitioned schools to Georgia and I taught first grade for two years. And I've been at that same school now since, um, 2017. I started teaching in 2015. Um, but taught first grade for two years. And then midway through the year, our media specialist position came open. And it was one of those things where I've always loved using technology and obviously books and stuff in the classroom. And, and so it kind of piqued my interest, like, hmm, maybe I would like to work in the library. And it was one of those things where it was like, if this position is still open towards the end of the year, I'll consider applying. And lo and behold, it sat open and I was like, all right, I'm just going to give it a shot. And so I had no experience or qualifications in library media, but somehow got the job. I think my vision just kind of shone through and I've hit the ground running and haven't stopped since. I've just always been passionate about, you know, books and technology. And so it was just, I don't know, a perfect match for me in the media center and I wouldn't trade it for anything. So, you know, I was thinking back to all the events that had to lead me to this moment as an educator. And I can remember all kinds of memories that got me to where I am today. They just kind of flood my my brain. But one really sticks out to me from my childhood, actually. And I was asking, I have a younger brother. We're about five and a half years apart. And I was asking him the other day if he remembers this memory as much as I do, because it's one of those where if I close my eyes, I can just... I'm there in that memory. And he actually said that he does remember some of this, but I remember in our first home, we had a very small home and I was probably fourth or fifth grade. We ended up moving homes in middle school, but he was probably, he had to be no more than pre-K at the time. Um, And we had this attic 
and it wasn't anything special. It was not a finished room at all. It had partial flooring just in this one little space where we could go up and play. It had the pull downstairs and I had this pink desk and I actually still have this pink desk. My four-year-old daughter uses it now, but I remember making my brother, God bless him, sit in this desk and I would play school with him. And I was the teacher, obviously, he was the student, and I would make him like work to do, and I would read to him. And I even remember going up in the attic by myself, sitting in that desk and reading for hours. I absolutely loved it up there. And I think it sticks out to me so much because it encompasses all that I love doing and all that you know I'm passionate about in education right now. Um, and it was at such a young age. Speaking of my childhood, I don't know about you, but I can remember certain books from my childhood that I love to read. One of my all-time favorite books, if you have not read this book, you must go right now and buy it on Amazon, your local bookstore, wherever you get books. It's Island of the Blue Dolphins by Scott O'Dell. I read this book probably in that attic, actually, uh, around that time, probably fourth or fifth grade, and I loved this book. In fact, it was probably two or three years ago, I reread it as an adult just to kind of see it's in my media center. Is it really a good book or just something that I kind of built up in my head from childhood? And guys, it is so good. Children, adults, whoever, read it. Um, It's based on a true story of a girl who gets left on an island and her journey to survival. It's amazing, and you have to give it a try. Highly recommend it. I also remember my favorite series was The Babysitter's Club. Anybody else? It's actually not so popular right now, um, at least in my media center, the, the chapter books, but the graphic novels, they've recently came out with the graphic novels, and they are very popular. I haven't personally given them a try. I am it's on my to-do list to read very soon. I want to see how they hold up the chapter books. I would also like to reread the chapter books and kind of see my perspective on them now, but Babysitter's Club top notch when I was in elementary and middle school. Now, the greatest book of all time yes, I'm being very bold right now, in my opinion, is East of Eden by John Steinbeck. First of all, if you haven't read any of Steinbeck's books, why? (laughs) He, He is probably, definitely my favorite author. My first book I read of his was The Pearl. Super easy, super short. I wanna say it's around 100, definitely not more than 200 pages really easy read and it's really good. A lot of people have probably read his, I would say probably his most popular one is Grapes of Wrath. Um, I think it's a a read that, you know, most people read in college. I didn't um, and haven't gotten around to reading it yet. It is a larger book, so I just haven't committed to it, but East of Eden is also a larger book, I would say, but it is so well written. A friend recommended it to me. I read it, couldn't put it down. The characters, you will love some, hate some. Plot is amazing. Themes, just the overall message of the book, so good. You'll laugh, you'll cry. It's just got all the things. Couldn't recommend it enough. Um, We're going to have to move on because I can go on and on about it. East of Eden, John Steinbeck, check him out. 
I am currently reading an interesting book. It is by Emily Schindler. Yes, Oscar Schindler's wife. It's called Where Light and Shadow Meet. Um, And she tells her perspective of the events from the Holocaust and Schindler's List that saved many Jews from the Nazis. She also airs out some of Oscar's dirty laundry. It's just like a very real and raw book. And I'm actually really enjoying it. I'm about halfway through. So I will have to report back and let you know. Speaking of, if you aren't on Goodreads, I will say, get on there. What are you doing? Find me on there. Bookish with Taylor. Courtney Taylor. Let's be friends. And let's share books with each other. And that's the best way. That's the best way that I like to find new books to read is to see what my friends are reading. You can write reviews and, um, you know, recommend books to people. And it's just awesome. You can also drop some comments on social media and give me some book recommendations. I'm always looking for a good read, which is one of the reasons why I started this podcast. Another reason I started this podcast was for my students. I would say that is actually the main reason I'm on here. Um, last year, well, so our community hosts an event every year. It's called Speak Up Whitfield. It was actually started by a fellow teacher in my district. Um, students and adults can enter the competition. And it's just a way for people to get their voices and podcasts out there for people to hear. And they choose winners. And I think it's amazing. So last year, our district wanted more involvement from our younger students. And we had some junior high staff and students come and help my fourth and fifth graders start podcast. They just kind of got us going with them. I had no idea what I was doing. The junior high students just really took over and showed my students what to do. And I kind of learned through them. It was a really cool experience. Um, and so we had some kids enter the competition. I think one of my students won some type of award. I want to say they were in the top 10 for the elementary level podcast. It was really a special event and it really resonated with my students. I didn't really realize how much it resonated until this year, uh, just a couple of months ago, those fourth grade students that were participating are now fifth graders and they have been begging me to keep creating and learning about podcasting. And so I thought this podcast could be something that could help me with that. Um, You know, my students can walk through this with me, the brainstorming, the filming, editing, and the whole process we can walk through together. And this could be an example of what a podcast could be for them. I also want this to be a safe and clean place that my students can tune into if they're interested. I would say my older students, but even my kindergarten students at school talk about social media. They're they're on TikTok. They're on YouTube. Now, I might need to have a separate episode on social media because I kind of have a lot to say about it, good and bad, especially for kids, but I'll save that for another time. Saying that to say my students are on social media, even the younger ones, and if I can give them a clean, safe content to follow. I consider that a big plus to this podcast. So you will probably be hearing from some of my students on here. I have some ideas for some upcoming episodes. One of them is going to be all about dog man. All right, teachers, media specialists, I don't know your experience with it, but my students are obsessed. I cannot keep them on the shelf no matter how much I buy them. I buy them whenever I place an order, whenever there's a book fair. I am buying at least a few copies of Dogman and I cannot keep them. It's absolutely crazy. So, of course, I read the first Dogman book just to see what it was about and I have some thoughts to share and my students I know have some thoughts to share. So that will be an episode that will be coming up soon. 
I would also like to hear from some of you about what are some things that you would want to hear on the show. So drop me some comments on Instagram and let me know what you would like to hear. Make sure you are subscribed to my YouTube and Spotify channel, as well as on Apple podcast. However you are listening, can I just say thank you so much. I truly have no idea what to expect from this podcast, but I do appreciate you listening and jumping into this community with me. I've got some fun content coming up in the next few episodes, and I cannot wait for you to join in on the fun. Be sure you are following me on Instagram at bookishwithtaylor. I will share fun stuff from the podcast, but also just things from my media center and my life. I hope you will follow along as we turn the page to our next great adventure with Bookish with Taylor podcast. Bye friends.